Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to It's Become a Whole Thing, a podcast that takes a highbrow look at the lowbrow trash we love. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and each week we'll tap into the cultural zeitgeist by looking at the best and worst moments of TV history. Because here, we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast, where we recap the best and worst moments in television history. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and how are you, my sweet, sweet little trolls? How are you doing? How is everybody's week so far? Uh, I'm doing pretty well this week. I'm feeling pretty decent. Um, I've been thinking a lot about parasocial relationships. Um, The thing that, that set it off, if you hadn't seen the news, was Dave Hollis sadly passed away last week. He's the ex husband of Rachel Hollis. And I immediately reached out to Molly McPherson and we just started talking about it just back and forth on our own because we've both together chatted about the Hollises. We've both put out content on every platform in the past. Uh, Our content about them has been pretty tongue in cheek, pretty critical of their empire. And we needed to debrief about what a parasocial relationship means in the wake of this type of tragedy. Um, And in these moments, it really makes you think about how bizarre it is that many of our innermost thoughts are recorded on the internet. I mean, it's like it comes up in Google searches, um, you know, both of our videos and um, the episodes we've recorded together about it. So we actually re-recorded a new episode that's going to be out on her podcast. Actually, it's going to be out today just talking about what it means to have a one-sided relationship with public figures. Ultimately, that's you know the most simple definition of a parasocial relationship is the one-sided relationship that we have with a celebrity or politician, just a person in the public eye who we know about them. We know all about their lives. We, we know about their morning routine. We know all these things about them, and they don't know that we exist. And the weirdest thing to think is like, technically, I guess you have a parasocial relationship with me. Like, I'm not saying like, obviously, I'm not like a celebrity, but like, you know, technically, I'm using air quotes right now. You can't see me. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I just like, I wish there was um some hybrid definition. I just need you guys to know that I think about you guys so much. And I wish you well so much. Like, I really honestly take time out of my day a lot. Uh, And I send my little thoughts into the ether, just hoping that it reaches you, that you're doing well. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm sappy because someone asked me a few days ago how I'm handling the February blues. And I was like, I I guess I'm, I'm not sad this February 
for the first February in a while. Um, and this community plays a big part in that. I don't, I'm feeling cheesy. Okay. Like shocking, right? You know, what else is new? Um, this is like, this is the great irony of people describing Scorpios as basically axe murderers because most of us are just really drowning in our own feelings. Um, and those feelings are aimed at you guys this week. Uh, just a long roundabout way to say, uh, I love you guys. Uh, if you're interested in hearing that conversation with Molly, uh, a link in the show notes, the the podcast is called Indestructible PR. I mean, she's the expert. I've said this before and I'll say it again. If people like Molly want to sit down and share our thoughts as like, as peers, I'm like, I guess, uh, I guess I'm doing something right. I was about to say, I guess I've tricked her into thinking I know things. <laughs> uh but no i she's so great i was about to say she's an esteemed colleague this is what happens when speaking of parasocial relationships you like work from home and a lot of your job is just talking to yourself into a screen i think of fellow content creators as like my little co-workers in my mind um yeah i mean this is why my therapist says that i have a very vivid imagination, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, let's get right into it. So the episode today, essentially, this is a 19 kids and counting recap, like for all intents and purposes. It's a, a recap of the first time that we ever saw the Duggars. At the time, it was a one hour special called 14 Kids and Pregnant Again. I'm just lumping it all under the category of 19 kids and counting, aka, you know, it's a deep dive into the Duggars. And a big content warning throughout the episode. It's heavy. If you've kept up at all with them, um, you know, like, we have to get into it. Probably in, like, the heaviest where are they now that we might ever do. And that's saying a lot coming off the heels of freaking Tila Tequila episode last week. But, yeah, a lot of it... Um, towards the end, we get into child sexual abuse. We mentioned beheading at the beginning. Like, it's just, it's a heavy episode in a lot of ways. Uh, you know me and Sammy. Like, um, it's not all heaviness, but yeah, that's a heads up. And then next week, next week will be the total opposite. Kelly Williams of Beyond the Blinds, aka Laguna Beach, will be here to recap Laguna Beach with me. So that's just like... We're coming up from the depths next week into uh, a wonderful show about nothing and everything. Uh, okay, I need to confess, actually. I've never seen Laguna Beach. Um, and so I've started watching it to prepare for our recording. But, I mean, Kelly Williams, she's Laguna Beach. like She's like a Laguna Beach historian, so she's going to walk me through it. Um, the Patreon comes out every week it's five dollars a month and okay can i say this i'm really proud of last week's episode it's a very nuanced layered episode about blind items so it's about the history of them we do a deep dive into anti lawyer of crazy days and nights and moi, and also like basically the importance of blind items and the many many issues i have with them specifically with anti lawyer i've had these thoughts that i wanted to get off my chest for a while uh, TikTok is not ready for them, or maybe they are, but I just don't really want to handle the backlash with that. So that was on Patreon last week. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to get right into it. So, you know, insert all of my little self-promo things about liking the podcast. I'm coming out, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, whatever. You know what it is. <laughs> Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay, welcome back. We got Sammy P. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? Hey, girl. Hey, hey mama. Hey, girl, boss queen. Hey, sexy mama. <laughs> hey, mama. Hey, mamas. I never get tired of those spoof <laughs> videos of the MLM girlies. <laughs> I wish I, somebody would hey, mama me, but it never happens. I've never been recruited for an MLM and I'm a little bit salty. I'm like, am I? I'm hurt. I'm a girl boss. What, you don't think I'd yeah. be worth it for your team? Yeah, that hurts. Like, you don't think that I am appealing enough to hawk any products? Like, you don't think I have the network? All right, all right. 
Fair. No, I had someone try to sell me their diet shakes that they were selling through their MLM, but not to join yeah. in on the pyramid. So I'm like, okay. So rude. Yeah. Um, speaking of rites of passage, um, I had something happen to me this week that I've been like kind of waiting for it to happen since I've been an online person. So like, <laughs> I was like, as long as I'm here and I'm putting out content, like I'm going to get a death threat at some point. Like it's just going to happen. And like, not to trivialize it, but I was just like, it happens to everyone if they're in any level of public eye um, long enough. So it happened this week. Um, someone on Instagram, they said, go die, you fat fuck. And <laughs> the yeah. Oh and, my God. I'm sorry to laugh. I'm shocked. No, I know. I, I actually did laugh because it was on a more controversial video of mine where um, the topic was me saying drag race is now going from 60 minute to 90 minute formats. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you don't laugh, what, what can, what can know, you do? <laughs> but of all the content I put out, I do have some hot takes sometimes, but this was not, this was a pretty neutral video. It was a, more of a statement. This is a little news update. So, <laughs> well, the first time I got my, probably not my first death threat, but one that pops to mind is when I was working at Rogers uh, Video and Cable Systems back in the day. And someone came in and said, I'm going to chop your fucking head off because you guys are blood sucking vermin. And I hate this company and I'm going to literally saw your head off. I was like, oh, damn. OK, like, honestly, I feel you. This company is fucked. Like Rogers, the telecommunication giant that eats up everyone in Canada is not a good company. But like saw my head off like, sir, that sir, hurts. That's very specific. I know. Ugh. Um, should we get into today? Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the predecessor to 19 Kids and Counting. Um, it had a couple iterations, such as 18 Kids and Counting and 17 Kids and Counting. But this was before <laughs> that. This was 14 kids and still pregnant. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm going to treat this as if it's 19 kids and counting. So this was a one hour special, but I'm going to like lump it all in together as like we're going to a place of Duggar family today. Um, I got to ask, what's your experience with the show? Yeah, so I hadn't watched it until today when I watched the special. Like I, I was aware of them from like supermarket tabloids and stuff. But uh, from watching this, I was like, OK, like it's presented very positively this other lifestyle like it almost came across as like refreshing and like admirable like the way they were living like I was like wow I found myself saying I wish I'd learned these things in school instead of what I did learn like I wish I was being taught about taxes and construction and things that are really useful um and they kind of gloss over the like oppressiveness and like you know they make it seem wholesome not like controlling and frightening yeah I had full body chills watching this whole thing because I used to watch 19 Kids and Counting. I basically just used to watch whatever was on TLC, like any shows like this. There's just endless versions of them. Um, you know, John and Kate plus eight, which, by the way, that would be a good show to cover at some point. Um, yeah, I was more into like my 500 pound life and I would just watch it and like weep and like love the characters on it. But I never really liked kids. So I didn't watch any of the ones with like a bunch of fucking kids running around. I was like, gross. <laughs> hey, fair. Look, um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I would just watch whatever the TLC or the learning channel had to offer. Wow, they strayed so far from the light of their original <laughs> name. Um, yeah, so I just watched it back in the day. And I just didn't think much of it. But since then, I've kept up with the news of the family, which we are definitely going to get into. Um, and so just like seeing everything in that light, I was so, so taken aback. And it was almost hard to watch for me. Really? Well, because it's so dark, what was going on in that house, but it's presented. It was almost had like a Mr. Bean soundtrack. It was like, dum, 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 dum. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the Duggars. And the kids are going to, into the kitchen and making some cereal. Like, it was just all so joyful and happy. But then because of keeping up, like, the stuff that went down was happening, like, at this time. 
in this house. Yeah. So it's just like that layer to it. And I think also because like we've spent so much time on this podcast, like looking at how we treated topics of the 2000s in terms of body image, uh, dating, all these different things. But we haven't looked at how cults were treated in the early 2000s. And so it was just this whole new world of thinking for me of how many basically like cult like people. This is just a straight up cult. Um, we were presented in this super fun, silly, whimsical way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those like cults that are like, it's a religion. Is it a cult? Like, where is it just an extreme religion? It's definitely not cool <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like not that different than like a lot of fundamentalists, like Baptists and like whatever this quiverful I don't know like anyone who's like pro having as many kids as they get like it gets a little messy like what's a cult and what's not but it is like definitely fucked up the group that they are a part of because looking at the timeline like like jumping ahead we're going to discuss this but like the allegations against Josh hold on just a big content warning for this whole show um of like sexual abuse incest yeah yeah it's rough so yeah anyway yeah sorry go on so yeah so the special was filmed when josh was 16 and the allegations of him molesting his sisters that are documented was when he was 14 like that was when he confessed and steps were taken to address this within their church within their family so they know that that happened already everybody knows at the time that this is filmed like it wasn't like a secret that they found out later they all know, which is, yeah, very dark. Yeah, I want to put a pin in that because there's going to be a lot said about it. And I'm also going to get more into why I'm calling it a cult with that certainty behind it. I'll, I'll talk more about that. Um, but first, <laughs> we've gotten ahead of ourselves. I just want to orient us in the time and place of the show. Uh, so this show premiered on September 6, 2004. So George Bush was president crash came out which would not be made today swept the oscars (laughs) the oscars ate it up they were like this is the most incredible thing we've ever seen we and i mean honestly actually the oscars is still on its white saviorism kick that hasn't actually changed all that much um but you couldn't be as blatant as crash um speaking of like blatant live strong bracelets were all the rage everyone had to have one where was the money going we don't know um and the it was a simpler time when flash mob was added to the oxford english dictionary <laughs> and people were still doing that but the oxford english dictionary seemed salty about it because they noted that it was an unusual and pointless act so i feel like <laughs> they did it under duress um <laughs> the top billboard songs of the week call on me by eric prids Breeds? I don't, sorry. I don't Brides. know how to pronounce Brides. P-R-Y-D-Z. So I don't know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Piece, Pieces of Me by Ashley Simpson. She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5. And My Happy Ending by Avril Lavigne. Oh my God. My Happy Ending is such a good song. Wow. I got to put that on my karaoke shortlist. Every time I look up the Billboard songs of the week, I have that reaction at least once or twice where I'm like, yes, I'm so glad I remember this song exists. Yeah, no, Avril, Avril's great. She is, and she's not Melissa, guys. But that's just for another day. <laughs> that's my take on that. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the show, at its most popular, it was very popular. Um, it had 2.3 million viewers per episode at its height. And also at their height, the Duggars were paid somewhere between $25,000 and $45,000 per episode. So... Like, per person each? No, no, like, the family. And actually, so the whole per person thing is interesting. So for a long time, they were classifying it as a documentary. And people were saying that they did that because they didn't have to follow child labor laws. The rules don't apply in the same way to documentaries. Then it was like an official show. But investigators found out that they didn't have permits for employing minors under 16. But Jim Bob just said filming isn't work so they just somehow got away with it they never had permits for these kids they were just putting them to work um and so this was just like family aka like i'm sure just the parents 
Um, and who knows how much the kids were getting paid. I don't like I the don't, older kids should have been paid for this. I think they were. Yeah, they were paid in uh, in a, a trust, you know? in a strong. I was going to say a strong work ethic and like trauma. I think <laughs> that's how they were probably paid. I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't that actually would be worth looking into. But I, I don't know if any of them have spoken out against that. I I, the that. only reason that like came to mind is because when I was researching, I saw that like jessa was heavily criticized for just asking for gifts from her fans when she got married she was like anyone can send me like walmart gift cards target gift cards like you guys can send gifts off my amazon wish list like whatever you guys think like it's all good like we'll accept them happily it's like babe we're broke (laughs) but then i'm like fuck what if she's broke well but like but also part of why she was getting in trouble is because they were supposed to be these stoic people that's part of their whole cult religion asking for shit yeah not asking for things and not indulging in frivolous things and unnecessary stuff so that was another thing like they weren't really supposed to be doing that in their regular life anyway so yeah (laughs) i love a trashy like public wedding uh registry wedding registry just like a lincoln bio wedding registry love that um it's so audacious <laughs> no i know i like respect it's like it's not classy but it's like i don't care i want cute things from amazon um <laughs> i know it's like you'll get at least some stuff like yes you will be publicly shamed but like how many target gift cards will come in the mail before that <laughs> exactly you will be able to go on a little shopping trip (laughs) so the family is based in arkansas and as anyone who's tuned into the show knows every kid has a j name just like their patriarch jim bob Uh, i'm not gonna name all their names because it's just it's like a no need but there's like a jedediah and a jebediah and a jeremiah there's a lot of similar names it's like the kardashians but just more religious um yeah so okay they're religion i'm gonna call it i'm saying this in quotations um technically they're you could call them independent baptists or institute and basic life principles which is this organization that was started by a minister bill gothard in 1961 it actually fell apart in 2014 because he was accused um of abuse by over 30 women in his congregation and it is very similar to a lot of um fundamentalist christian sects but the difference is that there were a lot of very, very specific rules and there was only a couple thousand of them at the time. And so they were saying like, great, like one of our people has a show like, and the show is pretty well received. Like, this is great press. Um, they distanced themselves from being labeled as part of the Quiverful movement, which is just another flavor of their cult. But it seems that they were part of that. Um they didn't want to like be labeled as too aggressive, too, you know, uh, tyrannical, I guess. So they're like, we're not quiverful. Um, we just love the quiverful movement and have written many blog posts about it before we had a show. Um, but <laughs> never you mind. Um, so part of this cult was that obviously they don't believe in birth control, clearly. Um, it involves homeschooling, no access to shows or movies or extremely limited and with the parents there um (laughs) no shorts tank top skirts above the knee like women had to keep their hair long men had to be clean shaven short hair um they just wouldn't go to the beach or any public swimming areas because quote unquote for michelle because it's just too hard for the guys to keep their eyes averted in those situations like okay michelle um and then they had chaperone courtship which was something that you had to go to the dad first to even ask if you could start courting and then it had to be with the family members there um so yeah um and so they were building this house in the middle of getting like their first little bit of fame they built this seven thousand square foot home and it was finished by a mix of the discovery network and local volunteers which i'm like what (laughs) it's like a little touch of amish kind of vibes well i mean on the show that we watched we literally saw the children hauling lumber in and holding it up the children don't don't have any choice they said it was finished partly by local arkansas construction workers donating their time i'm like why the fuck would they donate their time to build someone's house who has a show children the labor (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. Kids were fucking tired. My my impression was it was kind of like Amish barn raising kind of vibes, but it is, yeah. And that's what and that's what they said. They get everyone from their weird communities to help out and like. But the kids did a fair amount of the labor, and I just want to give them the hats off for that. <laughs> oh, the kids were working, and there's actually okay. <laughs> There's also something really sinister about the layout of the house, which I want to save this for when we get into Josh later on. But let's just like get into the show. So we start off. It's very fun and quirky. We got the whimsical soundtrack playing um, and the narrators like presenting the family. And one of the first things that they say is from one of the girls who says the hardest thing about our lifestyle is that our house only has two bathrooms. I'm like, oh, babe, it made me so sad. All right. I'm going to stop being yeah. sad about everything in this episode. I was just like, okay. I mean, that actually well, would be hard. Sad. Yeah. Well, I guess well, the bathroom's the... the least of it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is sad. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine waiting in the line for the bathroom? Like, I'm crying. No, that actually... it's funny because what's sad is having to go on every date and having your family present and how like weird and confusing that must be like while you're like having all these feelings and like the way that they like oppressively control their sexuality is by far the saddest part but yes the bathroom thing is also sad yeah and like if you have to ask the dad to court like do you have a discussion with the lady first or can a guy just see the gal from afar and be like i'm just gonna go right to the dad like not even ask the girl if she wants to court yeah oh the boy would never be asking the girl the dad would maybe be like is it okay for me to give that your number to this boy but the dad's gonna make the final decision like it sounds like there was a lot of negotiating that just happened between the boys and the dad for all of these ladies husbands to be well, I'm, I imagine that for some of them, like they're at church, they're like, suddenly their Bible studies are like getting like a touch flirty. They're like, oh, wait, like better go ask dad if we can court like this is having court vibe. It's giving it's giving courting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but I think in some of the cases that they really didn't get to talk much at all, like just kind of seeing each other like in the church parking lot or like at, at the Walgreens. <laughs> and then they were like, OK, I'm going to ask. Yeah, they're like, I'm going to ask the brunette with the like slightly longer bangs. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because they're all like, they all have to kind of dress the same, have the same hair. Um, but one of them stands out. Like, I must say, clearly who? Jessa is the beauty queen of the family. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, Jessa's a star. Yeah, she's just head and shoulders above the rest. Like, she's the crown jewel. What can I say? She has that star quality. <laughs> she has the if factor. Yeah, we stand Jessa. We... I don't think her personality actually has the it factor, but she is pretty and the rest of them are a little plain. And that's just what happens when you're in one of these weird cults. Yeah. They don't play to your strengths. Yeah. I no. oh nobody, if I wasn't allowed makeup or hair dye, God, nobody would turn their head for me. I'd be uncorded. I'd be their oldest sibling still living at home. <laughs> okay. I don't know. My delusional self was telling me that like my personality would shine. Uh, maybe you know what i think you would be a dutiful little sister for for a while <laughs> yeah i i'm always shocked that i haven't been inducted into a cult with my past naivete so if i was in this system i feel like i i would definitely be like you know fully believing but i'd have i'd still have my little sparkle that's just aww Okay, anyway, sorry, back to the timeline. Yeah, this is this is not about me. Um, okay, <laughs> then we get into, once again, so whimsically presented, this silly little thing that they have where the parents don't raise them, called the buddy system. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the buddy system? Um, sure. I mean, everybody gets a buddy. Your first buddy is your mom. And then when you're old enough to stand, you get a different buddy. That's one of your siblings. When you're done weaning. You're right. handed off. You're paired with a buddy. Yeah. I think it's actually, I think it is a good system. There's a reason it's a classic. Damn, what? Well, they're basically running a daycare. And I think it's great in a daycare to have a buddy system because someone's got to notice when someone sneaks off. <laughs> okay. You're getting fooled by the name. Like their parents are another sibling who's like, they're two and their sibling is like seven. That's what, in a lot of these cases, that's what it is. They're like, once no. you... Once you don't need a buddy. 
they're just handling the basic logistics. Like, does your little buddy have two socks on? Does your little buddy have their backpack with okay. them? Just like I'm, that. I'm gooped right now. Just the logistics. <laughs> okay, I wrote down everything that the buddy has to do for their little buddy. Okay, okay. let's hear it. Okay, get dressed, brush your teeth, give them breakfast, make sure they have all their meals, help with schoolwork, help them learn an instrument, keep track of them when they're out and about, and then pick them up and help them out when they fall. So everything. I'm pro putting kids to work. That's the untapped labor market that we need to be What is happening, Sam? Are you playing the long game? And have you been like a fundamentalist, independent Baptist this whole time? And you've just like been waiting this whole time? Like, okay, just obviously not. I don't even like children. As I said before. Okay, but are you just, are you saying like, if there's 19, like, yeah, pair them up or like, yes. Uh, Okay. 19 kids you're in pure survival mode and i have to say she's running a tight fucking ship over there and i enjoyed watching her organization at this oh this is where you're like virgo rising was like wow look at that pantry like damn oh they- it was ooh, it was nice yeah no they actually for how many people are in that house their level of organization is pretty incredible like and the level of discipline these little toddlers have is like uh terrifyingly impressive yeah like i think that there's somewhere in the middle where like maybe kids should be taught some responsibility more than what like i was taught for example <laughs> like i couldn't chop a vegetable till i was like 23 <laughs> but um less than having a toddler being fully responsible for another toddler's life like you know there there exists somewhere in the middle there that's good yeah no (laughs) there's a gray area where like you could be taught how to do your laundry but you're not like you don't have to go to like the bad kid praying closet if you don't haul enough lumber that day you know (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but I'm just I'm just being honest with the fact that I would be in that bad kid praying closet all the time because I was a bad kid and like I looked at these kids and was very impressed by their discipline and what they were able to do and like I was like wow they're all doing their part to make this work to make this happen like no one's out of line no one's fucking up for this for everybody (laughs) yeah I need to admit to the listeners I was a goody two-shoes um I don't remember it this way but I've been told by fellow classmates I was just like I just thought you had to follow all the rules um I always think about when you told me when you told me that like your mom would have like a three strike rule so you'd be like fuck you that's one strike and then just run away and then be like well i'm not gonna get to three no strikes. except i would say fuck you twice because i knew i had at least two <laughs> i knew as soon as they said that's one i had one more bad thing i could do <laughs> you were like, i was like the devil like i was like and that's why i'm like i'm not fucking risking it like i will not bring another me into this world <laughs> oh my god i Okay, we had our report cards in a little plastic Ziploc and you'd have to open it to see what's in the report card. And they're like, don't open it until you get home and give it to your parents. So I wouldn't. And everyone would go into the schoolyard and open it like sneakily. And I would just watch them. I'm like, silently. I'm like, they said, don't open it. Like you have to give it to your parents without <laughs> opening it. Like, why are they opening it? I just didn't <laughs> uh, well, Emily Duggar, I think you would make an excellent addition. <laughs> also, you know that I love hauling heavy things around. So I think I would be good at building the house, too. I think so, too, little guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm still still swinging my kettlebell around. I haven't lost my <laughs> current fixation. <laughs> swing that <laughs> thing around. Um, okay. So they wrap up the buddy system by saying that Jim Bob's buddy is Michelle. <laughs> she takes care of him. Um, and Michelle reserves the privilege of being everyone's first buddy. But just until they're off the tit, like, then they're out and by then she's got another fucking bun in the oven that's it that's what they said um then they go on a shopping trip did you enjoy seeing the organization of the shopping trip and the pantry well you know it it stressed me out to see how much food they needed to bring into the home to keep these mouths fed like that is a stressful amount of food and it was so funny seeing the grocery prices of 2004 i was like five enormous overflowing carts filled with food came to 828 dollars. i was like bitch try eight thousand. now that'll get you a couple oranges maybe some milk and like a 
you know, butter. <laughs> now that would be two cards, I feel. Not five. Yeah. Not five. Yeah. And five, like, highly organized, like, tetris you know, like they have their little like system. They're so efficient. They're packed perfectly. Yeah. Fills up a whole van. I wonder if they could have done this if the cost of living crisis was what it is now at the time when they started their family. Maybe they would have found a way to make more money. But like, like, how did they get enough money for this? It's kind of strange. Like, it's like a, they explain it a bit, right? They said they have a real estate business and an, a used car business. Yeah, and they buy used. Um, but what are the people that are part of this that don't have a show? What do they do? They just have to have an incredibly successful business that can support twenty people. I don't get it. But it, their business is so hands off. Like they're with the kids all day, especially Michelle. Like she's she's obviously she's there all fucking day. But like it seemed like Jim Bob was there a lot too. Like they're not selling houses. Like they've got some kind of income streams. I understand that, but still, it wasn't quite adding up for me. Yeah, I mean, if any listeners like know more about the ins and outs of this, I would love to hear about it. Like, send me like a DM on Instagram. But like, I know, okay, like I know in the Orthodox Jewish community, which is like a Jewish equivalent to the like fundamentalist sect, like they have a lot of free services. So like they have, it's almost like an ambulance, but it's like these people who you just call them if you need anything like you have a flat tire like you locked yourself out anything like that you would call a specialist for like you call them and they come and they help you and it's free and that's just wow. like the community yeah no and the, and the community just like has all these things because like they're super insular so they make that happen but i don't know so i'm just wondering if they have like something similar like how yeah, I mean, they kind of the only like social connection we really got to see in this special was that other weird family that mm -hmm. they're like other Jim and his family and how like they have the same religion. So like we're like close with them and we do our church together. They have their own mini church um, yeah. together, but it didn't seem like they had many friends outside of the house. No, they've got enough <laughs> friends in their little commune. No, but um, okay. I saw a lot of articles where in the aughts they were talking about how proud they are to be debt free, and then one article was like they were debt free until Josh's scandal. Um, and then I was like, what are their finances now? I would kill to know. But no one's talked about that. I'm sure they don't want to get into it. But no, they're not going to say how much they spent on their disgusting son's defense. Well, there's disgusting son's defense and they're remaining however many freaking kids are still in their house with right much less income and probably like even if you want to be a real estate agent if you're like so disgraced in such a public way then i imagine that business must be suffering yeah i think that they had the real estate license but they used it more for like flipping and stuff not so much like pounding the pavement and selling houses but but I'm just talking about like, even if you're flipping, like just, I just feel like they would be a little radioactive. I don't know, like in any business dealings. People pity though. People pity the parents and family of people who have like done something horrible. Like it, it, maybe it's not so bad. Even the ones who like defended their son. Well, okay. Once again, getting ahead of myself. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. I'm interested. Okay. If there are any listeners from Arkansas, because that's where they're from. Like, what is the vibe? Is this like a common thing that you see out and about? Like, I'm asking because like when I lived in BC, like there's a lot of um, like dukabors that you see. They're kind of like similar to sort of similar to like Mennonites. Yeah, I'm just we wondering, have Mennonites like, too. But yeah, I'm just saying like they're like at, you know, most farmers markets, like, you know, they sell the best chickens <laughs> for eating. Um, but I'm just wondering, like, temperature check in Arkansas, like, is this something that you just see a lot? And, like, are people down? Like, are they, I don't know. I'm just curious. What's up with Arkansas? Yeah. It'd be cool yeah. if we had Arkansas listeners. What if Bill Clinton himself listened to this pod? The most famous Arkansas hey, Bill. <laughs> alum. <laughs> well, I actually checked, um, and... I think there's like at least one in almost every state. Like there was like one North Dakota listener. And I was like, yes, like <laughs> the least populated state. Love that. If you're so listening. You one North Dakota listener. Thank you. I'm obsessed with you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> um, yeah. So anyhow, um, sound off. Arkansasians. Arkansasians. Okay. Anyway, All right. All right. Let's get it going here. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Wow. Sorry. Just a little, a little glitch in the matrix. Okay. So <laughs> now we move on to chores or aka what they call jurisdictions um <laughs> i forgot that yeah that's great i had to write it out i wouldn't have remembered they're like we have jurisdictions like everyone has their own jurisdictions and they're listing it off and it's like they're each responsible for like multiple rooms many yeah complex i know tasks. i was like how does the math on this add up like if you've got 14 kids in a tiny ass house how come every kid is like scrubbing a bathroom like I gasped when Jessa said one of hers was the boys' toilet. She has to scrub the boys' toilet. I was like, the boys should be scrubbing their toilet. Are you kidding me? She said, I think it's fun to help. Well, maybe not some things. Like, I don't love scrubbing around the boys' toilet. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Like, that is sick of you, Michelle. Come on. The girls do not have to scrub their brother's poop. That is not right. No, I know. And like, one of the boys who seemed like about seven he was like yeah i have my parents room like a bathroom a laundry room like they were all listing off so many rooms i was like what like are they just getting like clean twice a day with a toothbrush like what's happening maybe i mean like you think about how dirty that house must get like all those skin cells and footprints and like it's just disgusting if you don't clean it every single day that's true actually we've done so much nannying and when kids are a certain age and there's enough of them like the house just always smells kind of like milk a little bit Ugh, like sour everything's sticky yeah everything handprints sticky and milk and like you like your glass doors the patio doors the windows yeah. they just have like nose prints and like sticky little handprints on it's disgusting wow you're really <laughs> i'm sorry i'm in my like after this this was like the strongest birth control i could have ever taken watching this i feel like sickened at the thought of reproducing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not qualified um but yeah so i guess if every room was clean like twice a day it would probably just be i mean the house looked clean so i guess it was clean and that's what i'm saying you have to they have to be on it right okay that actually that math does but the fact sense. that there's a seven-year-old cleaning the laundry room is weird to me and a 10-year-old oh. cleaning the bathroom so i'm like maybe they've got two kids on each room i don't really know yeah like i want to know more about these jurisdictions and like also like yeah at one point michelle showed like a far off shot of like the master schedule and it was like it looked like a like an ancient scroll it was like a full wall long. <laughs> she's like we'd be lucky if we ever got to this in one day but we try and i was like it had like a hundred line items per person i know i'm like zoom in that's what i want to know about yeah what's on the docket what do you prioritize yeah. also because they're know. also she's also homeschooling them oh uh, yeah and when they talked about rationing the showers like and how like if you're lucky like you know more of the kids wanted the nighttime shower but only the dirtiest kids got first priority on that so like it was kind of a trick they would use is to like go outside and just like filthy themselves to like earn a shower <laughs> yeah one round of kids could shower in the morning and one could shower at night because like the hot water tank is only has so much hot water but yeah even then they'd run out of hot yeah. water god stressful um yeah and then the narrator says with no internet tv and no walkmans they have plenty of quality time to have conversations about god but yeah <laughs> like there's not much else to chat about really yeah like <laughs> they're talking about like, how renovations are coming along right like, they all sound like suburban dads they're like oh yeah <laughs> renovations like you know never finished like <laughs> yeah uh, well we gotta do the roof next week it won't be easy but we can do it <laughs> yeah get a couple drinks get some lemonades and you know just get to it <laughs> yeah you're being sent to <laughs> i am like drifting off to hell but let's <laughs> stay on task here <laughs> it's like <laughs> i would rather be dead and burning in hell than live this life well, it's funny you say that because I was just about to say this reminds me of the movie The Witch. <laughs> like it's a similar vibe. Right. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why. Oh I'm my God. Yes, it is. It's very that. It's very, Robinson, we need to find apples or we'll stuff. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was so creeped out by the soundtrack because it's like, dum, 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 dum. But like, if you just put a <laughs> sepia tone, kind of dark 
filter over it and an ominous soundtrack you know a horror movie oh my god it is even with the like brother sister crush thing and like things yeah. get weird i know and oh. also okay by their own beliefs or whatever one or multiple get influenced by the devil and at the end of the witch sorry spoilers on this like very old movie but like at the end when like the devil comes and is like would you love to live deliciously i'm like yes like it's such a happy yeah. ending you're like yes go with black philip down into the depths of hell this looks amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay um so now where are they now this is a freaking doozy of a where are they now probably the heaviest um i want to get into josh i just needed like a little i'm like almost procrastinating talking about josh but first check in with Jana. um she's one of the older girls she's interesting so she lives with her parents she doesn't have any kids she's like in the oldest cohort and then in 2021 she was charged with endangering the welfare of a minor yeah i, I looked into that so she is actually the oldest girl she's like well into her 30s unmarried no prospects living on her parents farm uh can't believe she can't find someone to take her off their hands but anyway she was babysitting anna and josh's kids and one of them wandered out the door and oh. i think was brought home by someone else and like the police were called and like um everyone was okay but she legally had to move out into a tiny home because she couldn't have the same address as where she was living or something because the kids were living there or something i don't oh, know oh i see i see okay that makes sense because i was like the parents wouldn't call the cops on her for like something happening with the kid clearly yeah. um okay that makes sense i think like the details were pretty sparse but that's what i could put together i could how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're wrong. Okay. Um, now we're going to talk about Josh. So in... 2006 the Duggars were supposed to appear in six tv specials on Oprah so they had done four already um and this was like very 2006 Oprah show like <laughs> very on brand um I mean like pre-scandal they were about to appear in their fifth special and they got an anonymous tip about Josh's misconduct the show canceled their appearance and alerted the police so yeah, that was what set things in motion. Hmm. I wonder who that anonymous tipster was. <sighs> who knows? Was the call coming from literally inside the house? I don't know. Because, yeah. Uh, so yeah, how many people knew about this? I don't, we don't know. Um, and also, I was reading another post, too, that was saying that, like, even after this happened, like, it wasn't picked up by major outlets. Um, the show still continued. And... It was like one anonymous blogger that just kept talking about it. And then it was sort of like years later that it picked up steam and was brought into mainstream media. And then the full on investigation started. Hmm. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the show ran in different forms. Um, basically from 2008 
until it was canceled in 2015. So this was like the first round of accusations for Josh. Um, He was accused of molesting five girls, four of which were his sisters. And he apologized. He said, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. Um, His dad knew at the time and he said he waited more than a year to report his indiscretions to the authorities um and he blocked them from interviewing the teen when they launched a felony investigation in 2006 like he was basically like interfering um also like okay this is where i don't want to mess up the details because it's like kind of complex legal stuff that have to do with statute of limitations but basically this was something that was known he brought this to the authorities but it seems like one of the authorities was kind of like his local cop friend who he got his own accusations of similar things later down the line they like technically opened an investigation but not much happened then years later this picked up steam and they were like no we got to get this investigation like underway but at that point the statute of limitations was only three years and so because they had technically started looking into this the three years had passed and so it was done so they couldn't prosecute him yeah clearly jim bob was running interference to protect josh and i'm sure he had help from his creep buddy whatever but like if i become a politician one day one of the first things i would do is eliminate the statute of limitations there is no fucking limitation i don't care if you're molested when you're three and you don't tell till you're a hundred that person should be able to be charged for that crime yeah especially when it has to do with kids and it's like any sexual abuse yeah we've known all the studies say it takes years and years and years for people to come to terms with it and feel confident enough to speak out i've yeah. heard of seven years i have never heard of a statute of limitations so low as three years that is appalling yeah arkansas uh, arkansas is like up. arkansas is like kids get your shit together like what, yeah is seven too young to like go to the cops do you not have like your own phone like what the fuck oh my god yeah it's shocking no it is really shocking um but when he had not reported this yet, Jim Bob said that he took matters into his own hands and he sent him to do, quote, church counseling and physical labor. Seems like they were already doing physical labor, but I don't know. Maybe that he had to, like, stay outdoors. I, yeah, I it doesn't sound like his lifestyle changed too much because he was already going to church all the time and laboring all the time. Yeah. Uh, doesn't Don't know. doesn't matter. Um, he... His He was married at the time, and his wife, Anna, said that she knew about these accusations two years before he was married, and she said that she believed he had changed. Um, I feel as sad for the victims as for his brainwashed wife, and we'll talk more about her later on. She just, like, seems so sad and just, like, unable to escape, like, this prison, the prison of her mind. I don't know. We'll talk more about her because this is not the last of uh, his run-ins with the authorities. Um, So nothing could be done legally. But then 2015, there was the Ashley Madison breach. Remember that? Um, (laughs) The leak of like the site where you people trying to find a mistress um and it josh oh yeah like, every everyone's personal info ca- getting leaked and everyone finding out that it was only men on there and there was like almost no women at all and it was all bots um josh's name was revealed so then he went to rehab okay um whatever then again in 2015 later on danica Dillon, who was a porn actress um and she also worked as a sex worker um in a club josh had paid her for sex and she said it was consensual but then after like she basically pressed charges against him and said quote it get content warning like for basically this whole episode she said it felt like this guy was trying to kill me so she pressed charges for physical and emotional injuries so yeah (sighs) so the show was canceled but so they started this new show called counting on and it was focused on jessa and the other girl some of the girls okay so i remember the show rebooting into this new show that didn't involve josh but i didn't realize until like research until investigating this that it was basically like 
Jim, Bob, and Michelle trying to get back into the spotlight and like clear their name. So they took like the two quote unquote more obedient girls and it focused on quote their healing. And these were two of the girls who had been molested by Josh. They later on, like Jessa said, like she was not healed, obviously. Um, and it was just like their way of being like, yeah, like we're moving on, like turning a new leaf. Like, all right. Um, yeah um i remember in real time the time between it coming out that he had molested his sisters when he was 14 and that being something that people were coping with and being like can someone change is he going to change are we going to try to redeem this guy is he going to step away is he going to rehab is he going to has he not done any crimes since that time when he was himself a child and then the second wave that you're going to talk about of the child pornography coming and just being like, wow, okay, he's irredeemable. Yeah. So counting on centered around the girls, technically, but it was basically the whole family except for Josh. It was canceled in 2019 after Josh Duggar was arrested in the media. Um, it was said that it was for child porn. Another term that basically um, people that are involved like that work in this field and with these causes they're trying to change that name so it's called child sexual abuse materials and i think that's like more appropriate um to like what it is Mm -hmm. um so we'll just say like cp for now like just this is what he was arrested for um at the time he had six kids that were all under the age of 11 and his wife was pregnant with their seventh child um so just a really i mean fucked up situation in any circumstances um I, how did this happen like they must have had like friends at the police station or i don't know what the fuck is going on but he was released on bail and as part of the conditions of his bail he was permitted to have contact with his children and it was like the stipulation was like only when his wife was around which is like why and then he also needed like an ankle monitor and could not access the internet um i'm not gonna get into the details of what they found i read like a bit about the reports and it was really really disturbing and horrifying but i will just say like the special agent from homeland security investigations said that what they found on his computer was in the top five of the worst of the worst that they've ever seen in their careers yeah and i did some like research onto like what is the typical sentence for these kind of things you know how common is it what like what goes on because i've heard of people even like in my local paper comes out oh so and so had this material on their computer and now they're in jail the sentences are usually more like 4.5 years which i think it should be obviously much higher but like the fact that he got 12 years shows that it must have been so frightening and so extreme that they were like triple it like it's yeah they gave like one detail that like i don't yeah i don't really want to like repeat here but it's just like i understand like why like even a really corrupt official would like i mean there's no situation where any nature of this type of material is appropriate but like this was like he is like a in the textbook kind of guy um yeah he's dangerous he was like potentially up for 20 years in prison he got 12 years seven months um and then after he's released he will need to have 20 years of supervised release. So I guess kind of like, you know, probation. Um, Sex offender registry. Yeah, yeah, registry, obviously. And then no contact with minors, including his own children. So, yeah. And he has to pay the state of Arkansas $50,000. And he has appealed his sentence twice. So the results are still still pending because he keeps appealing it. Yeah, I know there wasn't there was an article from yesterday that popped up saying a judge agrees that there might be reason to appeal. Like he's like, yeah, the cops did make some mistakes in this investigation. I'm like, oh, my God, please, <sighs> God, keep this man behind bars. Like, oh, my God. It, like, yeah, my hope is that this isn't one of those things where it's like, oh, they didn't like read him his rights one time. So like, it is exactly that kind of thing. They said that maybe he was prevented from calling his lawyer when he was being searched or something like that. Oh my God. Ugh. Okay. Well, (sighs) I hope this man is like cursed into every lifetime, this and the next. Um, Yeah. Okay. So going back to his wife, Anna, this is why I said like, I do actually feel like sorry 
for how like sad and brainwashed but maybe i shouldn't because she's enabling this i don't know she's stuck by him so to this day has no plans to divorce him she even accompanied him to turn himself in she's living in a complete denial because he's a obviously not the man she knew he's a dangerous predator but also he can never have a relationship with his kids ever even when if he gets released well when they're when adults if released. they want to contact him when they're adults if they right when they're to. adults but right. like yeah but he can't raise his kids when they're kids no. so what what's the marriage like she needs to find someone else to like be her partner i really hope she fucking divorces this guy but the mental gymnastics of like divorce is sinful so she can't do it but like after he's proven himself to be the devil it's so outrageous yeah yeah no i know so i don't know well i guess clearly the news is still unfolding about this um okay so that is like ongoing i didn't want to end it on this note so i am gonna now end it on the note of checking in with some of the girls who have since basically rebelled from the duggars so they've broken free um and we love to see it the first and the most rebellious is ginger ginger with a j um she first caused a scandal by wearing pants after she was married this is in 2017 this is like after josh's first accusations like we're still thinking about her like wearing pants as a married woman um but then she's written several books and done many interviews including like recently where she's just like gone in and she said like this is abuse like fear was a huge part of my childhood um she talked about how like she said that um her family like went to play a sport called broom ball and she said she felt terrified that she might be defying god's will and might be like killed in a car accident on the way home because she didn't know if god wanted her to stay home and read her bible instead so good for her for like exposing it and just like getting out and like healing um and yeah and it's good that she's able to talk about like how that kind of control can give you like panic attacks obsessive thoughts like yeah. anxiety that just like creating disorder in. when she was a, when she was a kid yeah she's been through a lot religious trauma and sexual trauma and like it's it's great to see that they're all all the girls seem to be doing like pretty damn well like yeah they've all got their own like except for one they've all got their own families their own new life that they can kind of start their own thing yeah and even their husbands who like obviously were all like raised in this faith too like a lot of their husbands are like even speaking out against jim bob and being like yeah we've clashed and um jill duggar has started to speak out and she said basically like everything um was fine with me and my dad until she got married and started to like not live by everything that they wanted them to live by and then she's like saw a different side of him and was like implying that he like was a tyrant um, and she was one of the stars of Counting On, like, not that long ago. So I'm like, yes, Jill. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Who, I don't yeah. know how many kids are, like, still under their roof, but. Yeah. Not too many. Uh, yeah. I assume. But you had said earlier that you wanted to talk about the house. Oh, God. Okay. Well, one thing that I'll say about the house, and this is, like, so the way that they built the layout of the house, and, like, maybe I'll post a photo of it, but, like they basically built it so that it's like this long corridor so imagine there's like the boys are on one end then there's a long hallway then there's the parents room then you have to go through the parents room to get to the girls area and it's all like locked like at night so they fucking knew and they built it into the architecture of the house right 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 this was like it's just crazy to think like this this all happened when he was 14 and he like never changed or like grew from that like we got it's worse just, it's so awful it's yeah. somehow worse like well i mean i whatever i guess i guess just as part bad. of me is like like did something happen to him like how did he even like do that you know like at that age but like i don't know i maybe i shouldn't even be like trying to keep compassion for it because it doesn't matter as an adult he was doing horrific well unspeakable things you can be wondering if something happened that made him that way like without being like you're not forgiving it or anything or like trying to justify it but it's just like i'm sure like way more has gone down than we'll ever know about in this household right and so that's why like i was just i just had all this in mind when i was just watching them be like bum, ba -da -bum, bum, bum, like oh my gosh doing chores like i don't know it was just yeah there were a lot of secrets 
yeah, like I would just have this on or like it would be on at the gym. I'd go to the gym. TLC was always on. So it'd be like this and then say yes to the dress, you know? So it was just like, I just watched it without really thinking too much about it. You just can't make a fun, cute show about religious cults anymore. There's always some darkness lurking. Yeah, I guess that's just like one of my biggest like takeaways is like I thought we'd peel back like every category of like how fucked up the 2000s could be. But like this was just one more layer. That I was like, oh, I hadn't considered that, that they were like cults are cute and fun. Yeah, let's give them like 20 years of <laughs> airtime. I know they they really go with longevity on the on the TLC network. <laughs> I know. Not we have to do John and K plus eight at some point, but not anytime soon because I need an actually fun show after this. This is disturbing. Yeah, fair enough. <sighs> well, well, that's it for now, everyone. Yeah. We'll be back next week with a not so fucked up episode. Love you guys. Bye. This podcast is produced by me, Emily Rose hosted by the sonar network and edited by solomon kraus and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a five-star review see you next week au revoir mes amours how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.